0: Welcome to Nanny ABC's Next Step Podcast, a series of interviews and monologues featuring the leaders of the at-home child care industry created to elevate agencies, caregivers, and the families they serve. Nanny ABC's Next Step Podcast is here to provide you with the child care industry best practices to be clear, concise, and immediately applicable. Here is the host, Danny J. Nanny, author, speaker, and creator of the Next Step System for Agencies.
1: Hi, and welcome to Nanny ABC's Next Step Podcast. I'm your host, Danny J. Nanny, and this week's topic, well, you probably wouldn't understand. I'll tell you when you're older. I'm just kidding. That's the topic this week, underestimation. Research says the negative perspective has a greater influence on people than the positive perspective, and we're going to discuss it all with my guest this week, Lizzie Pearson. She's getting her master's degree in public health at Temple University and has a concentration in health policy and administration. She has worked with over 20 families and has eight plus years of experience in childcare. Currently, she's the director of outreach and engagement at Broad Street Health, a data software company for social good. Without further ado, here's our conversation. So how is underestimating children? I guess, why do you see that so much?
0: I feel like a lot of times between interactions I see with parents or just how adults talk about children like, I don't like kids or I never want to have kids. It mostly comes from the, the fact that they don't really understand that children are just, they're literally just tiny humans. They think the same exact way that we do. They have the same feelings. They're just like, super hypersensitive sponges so
1: yeah I remember when I was a child I don't know there was some point at least that I remember being like I need to remember what it was like to be a kid because I've like no one ever tells you that like you feel the same as you do now I'm 33 and I feel the same now as I did when I was five or when same. I had thought I'm just it's just me still yeah, the change that happens. So I always thought it was weird when people talk to me like a little kid. I mean, there was a part of it that's like fun and helpful for like little kids. But right. also for me, I've been a nanny for two year olds to 16.
0: Mm-hmm. And I
1: treat all of them the same. The
0: same. Yeah.
1: And and it works for me. I know a lot of people like they really want to do like the the hugginess and like have all those like little moments with children, yeah. But I definitely don't like uh, beg for that. Like if a child right. a hug, like I give him a hug.
0: Funny that you mentioned that you feel the same now, that, like the same way that you did when you were seven, because I remember being seven and sitting in my first grade class and my teacher, she said that, something about like child psychologists or, or researchers spend like millions of dollars to study the way children think. And I remember being like, I just think like I do, like, I'm just a person. <laughs> like. And I think yeah. that, that moment has stuck with me so much my whole life. Everything I do with kids, it's like they're themselves, they're just a person, you know, there's no, you don't really have to overanalyze them. I was just, I was so confused.
1: I read this uh, amazing article about that parents underestimate children 's like vulnerabilities and anxieties, but overestimate like their positivities and optimism
0: interesting I could see yeah. that for sure yeah, and it
1: reminded me of like how unintentionally but I've noticed what I do with children a lot is I explain to them everything that's going to happen before we do anything, basically. Like what I'm expecting of them, what's gonna happen, how it's gonna go, you know, and then I ask them questions like you know, is there anything that you're wondering about this? So this came in really helpful when I was traveling with a family to London and I was with a two-year-old, so I knew that she had never really been on a plane. Right. And, okay, this is what's going to happen. This is who we're going to talk to. This is how we got to act and behave in our seats and this, Mm -hmm. you know, and just like explaining it all. So when she got to that moment, that she would be like, this is how it is. Right. Is there any like psychological things that you do with children?
0: I feel like I do something similar where I just talk through, maybe not necessarily talk through what we're doing, but um, I always ask, like if I can tell something's wrong, I say like, what emotions are you feeling right now? And if kids are upset, this one mom, she taught me when her son was being overly emotional and crying and like hysterical, she would do deep breaths with him. And I thought that was a really good skill to teach kids at a young age because, I mean, I have to do that now when I get stressed out. So so all the kids, every time there's like a major meltdown, I'm always like, okay, let's follow my my breathing patterns. Like, let's do that.
1: So in my book, Nanny ABCs, (laughs) I should send you a copy, by the way. Yeah, I would love to read it. I wrote down all these chores for children from like the age of two and up. Mm -hmm. I noticed when I was working with one family how they really underestimated their child's ability to do things. Mm -hmm. And it started on the first day when we were going to go outside to the park. He started zipping up his own jacket and he was three. And then his mom almost like redid it for him, like stopped him and just like did it all the way. And I mean, there's two things that play there for me. And one is like sometimes a parent just has to be the parent and like right around all the time as the nanny. like You get all these moments that like parents can sometimes get jealous of. I had to like re break down and be like, okay, what are the things we can do? Like, where are we capable? Right, he you know he expected me to help him put on his clothes in the morning, and I was like, you can totally, you, you do can
0: it. do it yourself. You don't yeah.
1: need me for this. Well, so I was like, what shirt do you want to wear?
0: This one kid that I babysit for, um, the same one whose mom does the breathing with him, one time. So he's working on being potty trained, and one time he put his underwear on but backwards, and we were like so excited that he did that, but we didn't we didn't take it off, we didn't switch yeah. it around because we're like that was so good that you did it by yourself and it was funny the dad came home he goes he's like why is your underwear on backwards we're like Like, don't tell him he did a good job yeah (laughs) but yeah absolutely
1: yeah there's a there's a lot of strong urges out there to help children fix those things and you gotta let it go because otherwise they're gonna feel like they didn't do it right
0: right and then they won't want to do it again yeah
1: Yeah. i had this three-year-old making his own bed completely uh, by himself now it wasn't like if i made his bed or if you made his bed or if his parents made his bed it wasn't uh like perfect but everything right. was in the right place and it was to how he could do it i mean he was three he was small he right. can't do it like we do it. he has to go on the bed drag Honest, him,
0: a, you know
1: a blanket over he probably did
0: make the bed better than i do <laughs> like ha- i I don't know what it is, but I do not like folding things. I do not like, I make my bed every morning, but I don't think it's it's very good. It's probably like how he did it. <laughs> A story about my life, also in first grade. I remember when we were learning about how to count money. Um, my teacher was like, oh, we're only doing the coins. And I was like, well, in kindergarten, we did all the coins and the large bills. And she seemed like so shocked that we had learned all that. And I'm like, why wouldn't you just teach us? Everything you know if we, like, want to learn it. Like, kids know a lot more if you open the door to them. And they'll learn a lot more if you open the door. And I think a lot of times, like, parents or teachers might think that something's too advanced for a student or a kid. But in reality, it's, like, it's only as advanced as you make it. Like, if you sit there and explain a concept to a kid, they will probably understand because they're they're sponges. <laughs> like, they know everything.
1: Yeah, and you can angle any conversation to be to fit where mm-hmm. they're at
0: it yeah to be age appropriate yeah, yeah it
1: takes skill to do that not everyone's capable of on the fly knowing how to have a conversation about x y and z but mm-hmm. it's definitely doable and you definitely should give it a try if you right it's more important to give that a try than to say like you're not ready for that or yeah
0: xyz you'll learn um, it when you're older like you'll figure this out when you're older that was the worst thing i ever heard when i was a kid i was like when am i gonna be old enough to learn how to do that you know what i mean like
1: when do i get to do it (laughs) it's like potty training like if a child shows interest in it it's time to really start working on that and if a child asks a question it's time for you to answer it no right. matter where they're at or what where you think they're at. I mean, like, that's right. the whole thing is underestimating them. Right, and yeah. They're, they're ready for it. They're ready to go. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that all goes back with, like, expectations and where, if they know what you expect of them, they're going to try to deliver that. They want Right. It. I know it sounds so stupid, I think, to people when you say that, like, they want to please you. Like they want to be a part of that, but it's true. Like, yeah, no one actively wants to hurt somebody else's feelings. Nobody wants to be on somebody's bad side. Right. Everybody is always, there's a part of everybody that's in this. Like, I want to please you. Like I want to listen. I want to do all this. Right. I want to have fun. Yeah. If you don't give them the ways to please you or to make things happen that, you're expecting of them, it, they're not going to do it. Right. And you can't read your mind and they don't, you know, they don't know what they don't know. Like you would just have mm-hmm. to tell them this is what you're expecting. And that's really funny with what you were just saying because it reminds me of underestimating a child by giving him too many times. He had a swimming lesson at four o'clock and it was like three o'clock and we had to leave at 3.30. And he was like, can we watch an episode of Winnie the Pooh? And so I was like, I'm usually like, no, because I don't really do any like watching. Yeah. There's only two reasons that I'll watch, I'll stop and watch is if the child is sick or if I'm sick. the only (laughs) times where that will happen. But his mom was walking through the room. She was like, Danny, I don't care. If you guys want to watch an episode like that's fine like I don't care it's not yeah anything you think anyway so I was like all right well then we'll do it so I'm looking for one and we find a movie of Winnie the Pooh there's no episodes right so oh
0: gosh I can <laughs> see
1: where this is going <laughs> so I tell him like you know this is a movie it's not going to finish in the, the time that we have but I'll start it if you want. So what do you want to do? And he's like, let's watch it. And so like, we're watching it. And we had like 10 minutes before we need to go. So it's 10 minutes. We need to shut this off soon. I'm just letting you know. And he's watching and he's like, okay. And then it gets to five minutes. And I'm like, just so you know, it's five minutes left. And then we got to turn this off. And it got to like two minutes. And I said, it's two minutes. And he just turned and he's three. And he said, Danny, I get it. Oh. Like, Whoa. <laughs> I had never heard... Like a 3 year like, remotely like that. And <laughs> that's I was so like, wow, funny. He, I really took this like I underestimated where yeah. he was. I thought he needed all these times because I maybe thought you were, did before he did.
0: Right. But, I thought you were gonna say that that it was because I feel like for me in that situation, a kid would have a temper tantrum if I was like, "All right, time to turn off the TV," and it's like, "No." But that's. I mean, that's really good that that he knew what his boundaries were. So,
1: do you have any? tip that you can think of a grand helpful solution for to avoid underestimating children
0: treat people how you'd want to be treated the golden standard Uh, Um, yeah because i i always brilliant yeah i always say to people how i act around my parents is the same way i act around babies and how i act around babies is the same way i act around like close friends. In general, my my personality remains the same throughout everyone I I interact with. So treat people how you want to be treated.
1: Well, that's a fabulous way to end that. I feel like I have so many things I want to say about that, but that's too good. I don't want to go (laughs) any further with that. And cut. Mic drop. Exactly. That was amazing. Thank you so much for this.
0: Yeah, thank you. It was, it was great meeting you and talking to you.
1: Is there any way that people should get a hold of you?
0: If anyone has any questions, they can find me on LinkedIn, Elizabeth Pearson.
1: <laughs> that's fantastic. Okay, well, that's our show, but now it's time to bring it home. How can you stop underestimating people? One, give them a chance, whoever it may be, on whatever it may be. For example, if you ask someone to clean something up which we all do, when you feel that urge to remind them, stop and give it 20 more minutes. Set yourself a timer to hold yourself accountable. Two, ask if they can do it. Again, no matter what it is, if you notice you are helping someone accomplish a task, ask if they can handle it. Ask if they can handle it from here or ask them to try taking over from this spot. Three, honestly, I could not have said it much better than Lizzie Pearson. Treat others how you would like to be treated. That's the whole ballgame right there. And now that's really our show. So thank you for listening. And whenever you're ready, Nanny ABCs is here to help you. The first thing you can do is subscribe to the podcast so you can continue getting these episodes. Then you can go to the website, nannyabcs.com, and grab the current free download, which changes from time to time, but it's always good stuff. If you need more, connect with me. It's simple, and I'm easy to get a hold of, and I would love to help you. All I ask in return is that you share this. Share the information, share the podcast, and if you have a chance, give it a rating. All right, until next time. If you would like to work directly with Nanny ABCs
0: or add Next Step to your agency, go to nannyabcs.com to find out more and connect.